it still sounds good 101 episodes later. What's up, guys? The magic of pre-recorded music. I know. 101 times we've played this. I like it. I like it. I just like saying 101. I know. We sound so official. I know. What's up, guys? Hey, y'all. Law and Disorder coming at you with episode 101. And we're here. Yes. Before we get too far into it, let's thank the sponsors. Young Ideas Dish for all of your dish and Google product needs. And Wavespace Audio for the music. The rockin' jams. The rockin' intro that makes us sound cooler than we are. Do you think he like if I do you think he could like make a recording of my voice and like auto tune me so I actually sound good? Like isn't that what like most half like all the music artists do? Half of them is auto tune, that's how they sound good. Can you do that for me? He's not a miracle worker. He's a producer. All he has to do is make me sound a little better. <laughs> Again. Like I can't sing to save my life. He's not going to make you a singer. I'm not expecting to be a singer. I'm going to record something poorly, and all he has to do is put some sound effects on top of it and throw in some of that cool, like, auto-tune stuff, and I'll sound like somewhat T-Pain? decent. Yeah, like T-Pain. <laughs> like a vocoder? Yeah, that, that cool thing. Yeah, I want, I want that. <laughs> there used to be an app that was like a vocoder app, and you could just talk into it, and it would record it in that. I think you can do that on TikTok, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. Oh, I'm going to look into that. I want to do that so bad. You know, that's somebody that should make more music. I enjoyed T-Pain with that vocoder auto-tune sound thing. You know, I don't know. I don't even know if I know what he really sounds like. Maybe he's just like talking into the microphone and we don't know. <laughs> he's just completely auto-tuned. You know who I want to hear on that? Like, get like Snoop Dogg on one of those. I want to hear what he sounds like. Oh, one of those. oh yeah, that'd be pretty good. <laughs> well, we're not here to talk about all, all that stuff, but that was that was kind of funny. So what we are here to talk about is sports. Yes. We've had an eventful sports period. Just not just here in Texas and Dallas area, but like sports. Per- sports world. It is a great time for sports because lots of sports are happening right now. Some just finished up, a lot of sports are still going football hockey baseball just ended yeah like you're you're in the mirror you're in the period where like everything's still pretty relevant because even with baseball they they just had their winter meetings which is a big time of year for acquisitions so yeah it's very much a big time in sports right now especially the other sports that are still going Mm -hmm. so we're going to start with the most controversial one Oh my gosh, yes. Some people say this is controversial. Some people agree with it. Some people are against it. And I think our listeners are going to have very, very far opinions on this. But we're just going to bring it up and you can think what you want. So I was talking to Sergio about this and he wasn't fully aware of the drama behind it. But we are going to talk first about the college football playoffs and who's playing and why this is causing all the dramas. You know, um, yeah, we're going to start off with the fact that one of my teams is in it, so I don't really care about the drama that came with it, but yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the drama, quote unquote. Sergio is a Longhorns fan. I'm a Longhorn. I've donated money. I went to, I went to the University of Texas at Arlington. We are a satellite school of Big UT. We never had a football team. We haven't had a football team since like the early 80s. So we, by by default, we have to be a Longhorn fan. 
we have a football stadium that doesn't get utilized for college football. It gets utilized for high school football, and we're known for our marching band. We have a marching band that doesn't play at a football game, at least not one of ours. So, yeah, by default, I have to be a Longhorn fan. Well, well, I'm I'm happy for you because your team is in the playoffs. So the final four teams that were picked were obviously the Texas Longhorns. We got Washington, Michigan, and then the Alabama Crimson Tide. Yes. So I believe Michigan's playing Alabama first, and then Washington's playing Texas, and then the winner of those two games face each other in the finals. Yes. So what is causing all the drama with their mamas? Um, it's for a little team called, I don't know, Florida State University. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's what's going on. Florida State University had an undefeated season. They went 13-0 and and won every game and won their conference. Yes. They are a top five conference winning team. Yes. And a lot of people will say they only won because they have a really good quarterback. Uh, Jordan Travis is their quarterback. And he's really good. I'm not going to lie. He's good. And he carried that team a lot. But it's not just the Jordan Travis show. It is the whole team contributed and are good because he broke his leg during one of the home games towards the end of the season so the last two games that they played they used their backup quarterback and still won yes and then they used their third string quarterback at one point they when they played the cardinals they brought him in and they still won 16 to 6 in that game so here we have an undefeated team and a top five conference you would think, oh, they're a shoo-in to get into the playoffs because, you know, they won their conference undefeated with backup and third-string quarterbacks. It's going to be fine. They're going to be there. And that's not what happened. No. No. Not at all. No. You had to have, let's just put it to you this way, going into the championship season, like the conference championship games, you had to have a lot of interesting stuff happen in order for us to end up with the final four that we have right now. And a lot of interesting stuff happened. You know, game-wise. You had to have a lot of stuff happen to get to this point. Mm-hmm. And it did. You know, and it wasn't... I had it in my head. I had it... Like, I had to have a lot screwier stuff happen for Texas to get in. I really thought Texas was going to end up number five. I was a realist, and I was like, Texas going to end up number five. There's a lot of weird stuff that's got to happen for Texas to get in. And Texas got in. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm happy they're in. I am a little shocked that they got in. But I'm kind of shocked on the Florida side. But I'll get into some cons- conspiracy with you as to why I'm not. Okay. We'll talk about that. Well, so if you're wondering, okay, who gets into the playoffs, right? Well, th- that's kind of decided by the College Football Playoff Committee. Yes. It's like a group of old dudes. that CFP. Yeah, that talk about, okay, who's going to be in it. And even though everyone's like, oh, FSU deserves it, they earned it, these guys were like, no, we're going to pick Alabama. And when I first heard this, one, I mean, none of these teams, I, I like college football, I'm not that into it, so I really couldn't care either way. But when I heard it, I was like, so they're just picking teams that are going to like make the most money. Mm. that's that's what i'm thinking like i heard the term they picked teams that were pleasing to the eye if that makes sense yes and 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 by that i guess what they mean is they want 
teams that maybe have more, I don't know, either recognition or a bigger fan base or, or something like that to take on each other because it will bring in more viewers, more money, more sales. And I don't know. I just, I'm like, okay, okay. I get that. They, everyone's in it for money. I get it. Everyone needs to make money, but doesn't that just kind of suck for you to have an undefeated season? You worked your butt off. You did the best of the best just for a group of guys to say, no, you don't get to be in the playoffs. Well, okay. So, um, earlier this week, coach prime, Deion Sanders, who played at the, at Florida state, he was a great player at Florida mm -hmm. state. They interviewed him and they asked him about the, uh, about the final rankings. And he was saying something very similar. And he's like, you want teams that are sexy and that are going to make that are, that are recognizable. And he's not saying Florida state's not because Florida state's very recognizable. But what he's saying is that you have an injured quarterback that's out. Your, your, your main quarterback is out. Your backup quarterback was still able to, you were able to win some, some games with him and the third stringer, but it was your defense that carried you. And he said, what they don't want is they don't want a repeat of the national championship game last year. TCU got in, TCU earned it, but TCU just got eaten up in the championship game. And the final was like 66 to 12 or something stupid. It was just so one-sided and they don't want that. They don't want to risk that. And they're looking at, they're looking at that. They're looking at, well, Florida State's not really winning these convincing games. And it's really the defense doing it. They go, what's going to happen when they play a more potent offense? Because their their conference is a little watered down. They have had some victories against some other non-conference teams. But it's still like, uh, their quarterback's not there. There's, there is a chance that it's not going to be as, uh, as high-powered of a scoring game. And that was Deion Sanders who played at Florida State. He's like, yeah, he goes, I didn't think they were going to get in. He, he said that he didn't think the whole time they were going to get in just because once, once the injury happened and that's a guy that went there, <laughs> you know, that's his alma mater. But yeah, I mean, it comes down to the fact that you have Washington. Washington was going to get in regardless mm -hmm. because they, they earned it. They won the games that they were supposed to win. They beat Oregon, which was a really high powered team, high powered offense. You couldn't deny them. They are your Cinderella story, but we're not giving you two. You're only getting one. We're not giving you two. The rest of them are going to be the, you know, the old guard, your Michigans and Washington's and Texas and, you know, all that Alabama. It's like, we can't just have two Cinderella stories in here. They weren't going to do it. Okay. I mean, I understand that, but this, I mean, we learn at a young age there are winners and there are losers. And there's only one winner when you play games and everyone else is a loser. And that's a hard thing to accept. So, yeah, last year TCU lost, you know, pretty bad. And, like, I get it. But TCU earned that spot. They at least earned the chance I know. to play. Right? And I'm not – me. okay, I, I agree. Like, if FSU was in, I don't think they would win against Michigan. I don't, personally. Mm-hmm. Some people disagree. I don't think they would win against Michigan, but they deserve to play them, in my opinion. And if they lose by a lot, then they lose by a lot. But that they deserve the chance to lose by that much, to say we were in the college playoffs. Well, and the, here's the thing that screwed it all up. And it's, it's I think it's what catapulted Texas in, is that Alabama beat Georgia, 
Mm-hmm. Georgia's been the two national. Georgia's won the last two national championships, and the only reason that Alabama was able to get in there was because of their ranking. Alabama is probably a better team than whatever they, they were eighth ranked, I believe, when the weekend started, maybe seventh. But they beat the number one team. Alabama probably was a higher ranked team to begin with, if they hadn't lost to Texas, and Texas beat them by ten in at Alabama's house where Alabama hadn't lost in forever. But it's like a high-ranked a high ranked team, top-ranked team, Georgia, loses to 7th, 8th-ranked Alabama. They're going to leapfrog everybody. And then Texas gets in because of that. Texas got in because of that loss. I mean, I think Texas had earned it, but I'm saying Alabama, it's, it's basically saying, hey, this number one team wasn't as strong as everybody thought they were. But if Alabama had been ranked 3rd or 4th, Georgia may have not fallen out the way they did. Georgia fell out because of the numbers, a number one loss to a number seven, number eight. But if Alabama had been four or five, Georgia may have not fallen out. Okay. So that really speaks to the strength of your schedule, right? Yeah. So maybe FSU is undefeated. Cool. But maybe their schedule wasn't, they didn't, have any strong strong teams that they beat well to that's be what they're saying is that they did have some good non some good non-conference games they beat a couple of sec teams yeah but their conference is not that hard of a conference compared to the sec that's how you end up with you know so many like almost every year you end up with like two sec teams in the in the hunt you know it, it's just it, there's a lot of stuff going on here the 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 football playoff format is changing to 12 teams next year. And they said in the whole decade of the four-team format that they've never really had a controversy. It's always kind of just played out the way it was supposed to play out. They said this is the first time where they really had to do some work to kind of figure out like, okay, where are we going to do this? And what it does, the last this is the last season of it, it shows you the flaw of it, of the four-team format. And they're like, well, yeah, that's why we have a 12-team. That's why we push for a 12 team. But you want to hear something funny? This is my conspiracy here. So the commissioner of the ACC, which is the conference that Florida State's in, he pushed back for many years of the 12 team format. He always wanted a four team. He was pushing back. They've been trying to make it a 12 format longer and he was pushing back on it. So the conspiracy is that that's their way of sticking it to him. It's like, well, this is what you always wanted. You wanted a fourteen. Nah, that's a conspiracy. Is that was their way to kind of just stick it to him? Be like, well, you always said you wanted a fourteen. This is what happens. So if is we, he the only if, one who wanted a fourteen? Like, maybe multiple know, people he, did. He's just always big. He's always pushed against the big the the twelve expansion, and it's just kind of like their way of sticking it to him. It's like, well, we're going to change to a twelve next year, and if you'd had a twelve. Like you never wanted, your team would have gotten in regardless. Have fun, sucker. I thought that was pretty fun. Well, you want to hear something even more funny? What? So FSU is not in the championships, right? Well, you also mentioned Georgia. So FSU is actually going to play Georgia in the Orange Bowl on December 30th this year. Ooh. So... You just said Georgia was arguably maybe the number one team and all year, all year, all year. So Georgia didn't get in to the final four. FSU didn't get in the final four, but now they get to play in the Orange Bowl together. So what if FSU somehow beats Georgia in this Orange Bowl game? Then it's going to then it's going to be able to 
to put validity on the team that like, hey, we were as good as we thought we were. I, I hope that for them. I think it'd be so cool if they beat Georgia. But, but if always a but if Georgia beats them or if Georgia just routes them, then the CFP is going to be like, see, we told you, we told you this was going to happen. And we, and now, and that game happens uh, the day before the day or two days, right? The day or two days before the tournament, before mm-hmm. the, the, the final four. So if they were to lose, if Florida state just gets blown out, they're going to say, see, we told you this, this pop, this format's proper. These teams are the ones that deserve to get in. And that's what they're banking on. That's probably why they have them together. It's because they're like, well, you know, we're hoping that this plays out in our favor. But it's going to look really bad if if Florida State wins or if they just stomp Georgia. I don't see that happening, but we'll find out. A USA Today columnist said that the college football playoff committee, they didn't have a right answer. There's no right answer to that. Who's going to be in the final four? There's no wrong answer, but there is a safe answer. And the safe answer was choosing Alabama. I guess. Well, because they're always in the mix. They've always been in the mix for the last decade or so. Um, so yeah, it is a safe answer. Now, so Alabama lost to Texas. And Texas is ranked a little higher. But Texas lost to Oklahoma. And Oklahoma was not ranked as high. And they lost on like a freaking last minute touchdown, you know. But Oklahoma or Alabama lost pretty convincingly to Texas mm-hmm. in their home stadium. Texas deserved to be in there. I didn't think Texas was going to be in there because I really thought somebody was going to end up ahead of them. And they, I really projected them at five. I'm glad they're in there. They have a chance now to go in there and, and, and prove, hopefully, that they are who they say they are. And that's all any of us want. I understand the Florida State guys being upset. But if we, if we didn't get in as a Longhorn fan... I knew that that loss to Oklahoma was going to be the the entire reason why. It's like, hey, these other teams have perfect seasons. Michigan's got a perfect season. Washington's got a perfect season. And Florida State. So I knew if 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 we ended up being the odd man out, that's why, because of that one loss. I knew that in my heart of hearts. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I knew the whole time Texas was going to get in. No, I really thought they were going to five. I'm glad they're in. Now all you got to do is show your stuff. So I understand the Florida State guys being upset because I would be too. But again, it it comes down to money. It comes down to who's going to draw the biggest crowd, who's going to make this relevant, who's going to make it sexy and compelling and good TV. It's all about must-see TV. Mm -hmm. They want to deliver the most thrilling experience that they can. Not just one team annihilating the other. Yes. And that's the flaw with college football is that college football is it's it's very selective on certain things and for a long time it's been committees now now it's a playoff format now you gave four teams a chance but for the longest time it was only the number two teams play each other in the championship game and that was it and you had people that had to vote who's number one who's number two that's why in college football it's almost always an undefeated team that's in the top two or three very rarely do you get a one loss team Unless it's somebody like Alabama that plays in a conference where everybody's just so stacked and most of their team's going to go play in the NFL. You know, you're, you're Aggies. You're a Texas Aggie fan. Texas A&M, they play in the SEC too. Mm-hmm. It is the probably the hardest conference in college oh, football. Oh, no, it's definitely, I think, the 
hardest and like top conference and in it's, college football. It's getting harder next year because you're getting Texas and Alabama and uh, Oklahoma there. Yep. But yeah, it's like the law of math says you're gonna lose a game. If I'm Texas and I'm in the same conference as Alabama and Georgia and all these other badass teams, I'm gonna lose one. I can't win them all. But somehow, a one loss or a two loss ends up really high ranked because they lost to like the number one team or the number two team. You know, yeah, Texas is ranked five because they've lost to the number one and two team. I mean, we can't help it that that conference is so stacked. They can't help that. We can't help it that your conference sucks or your conference is inferior compared to the SEC. But they do that on purpose. I mean, they want to have the best conference. The SEC wants to have the best conference. I can't help it if the ACC is a little watered down and their competition isn't as hard. The Pac-12, where Washington's coming out of, for them, their whole conference is leaving. There's only two teams that are going to be left at the I end of the that. season. Mm-hmm. There's a, it's going to be a two-team conference after the season's over. I didn't think that was allowed. They are allowed. It's I think it's Oregon State and Washington State. And that's it. Everybody's leaving. The entire conference is leaving. So, yeah, your conference isn't that good if everybody left to go somewhere else, you know? Oh, jeez. You see what I'm saying? I mean. I get it. This is just so too much drama. College football, man. Goodness. College sports. It's just, I think there is more money in college sports, especially football and basketball to an extent, than probably the NFL and the NBA and all that. I think there's way more money in it. But under the table, behind the scenes, you know. I think, uh, like, if you're, especially to you alumni, I think any alumni, I think, would care about their their school more than, you know, a professional team. Well, because you have more experience. You know, you have more attachment to it. Like, I'm sure your husband, your husband likes, what's his, his NFL team? Is it the Cowboys? No, he's a Packers fan. He's a Packers fan. Okay. So he likes the Packers. But he's an A&M fan because he went to school at A&M. He lived and he breathed that life. That's where he made a lot of his memories. That was a part of four or five years of his life. Mm-hmm. You know, the Packers were never a part of four or five years of his life. I mean, they're, they're in your life, but it's not like that. It's like, on TV. You're not living and mm-hmm. breathing that every day. You wake up in College Station. You go to school. You hang out in College Station. You make friends there. All that stuff. Like. It's a big part of your life. So I can see how college sports, there's more of an emotional attachment to it than professional. You know? I mean, Mm -hmm. me personally. No, I feel the same. I think the crowd is better, you know? Um, And honestly, like, if he had to pick between getting tickets, like, let's say he was offered free tickets to an A&M game or a Packers game. The only reason he'd choose the Packers game is because I don't think he's ever been to a Packers game, like, Mm -hmm. in real life. Maybe when he was little. And there's no other way we could ever afford it. it right. Like we can afford AM games. It's easy for us to go to, to those, but that's the only reason. Like if we could afford both, he'd he'd probably go to the AM game instead. I would rather go to a Longhorn game than to a Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. I think I hate going to that stadium. It's too big. The crowd's not that energetic. I love college football because yeah, you have people, you have older people, you know, you have dads and grandfathers and all that. And they might not be hooping and hollering, but you always have the student section. Mm-hmm. You always have that one section that brings so much energy, and then it's infectious to everybody else. You don't have that in professional sports. Who's I mean, who's at a professional football game? Corporations and you know, and CEOs and stuff like that. I mean, 
I mean, it's just not, it's fun, but it's so much more expensive. Oh god! And yes. the whole fanfare, like tailgating in a cowboy game is cool, but it's so dang expensive to park, and it's a whole experience. But at a college game, it always feels like a party. It it just feels like a now it just feels like a more expensive party, but it it always has that party atmosphere, you know, because mm -hmm. you kind of go backwards when you go there. You kind of get that Peter Pan syndrome, and you're you're a you know you're back in your you're youngin again. You are for that one day. You're young. You're shotgunning beers and you know <laughs> eating cheap hot dogs and all kinds of crap that you did when you were in college, just for that one day, and then you got to go back to normal. No. So, well, who you got? Who you're picking? To win? Yeah, out of those top four, who you picking? Um. Well, I really want Alabama to lose to Michigan, so Michigan. Will win. I want Michigan to win that one, and then I don't know enough about. Washington. I'll say I'll say Texas because it's a Texas team, but you know I'm a name them fan, so my husband will be like, "No, you can't but support." Then, but then who's gonna win? Um, maybe Michigan. Michigan's gonna win. Okay. I think Michigan. I don't want them to because of the whole scandal they did and the the cheating, whatever, the, whatever the scouting, spying, whatever. But I think they're still gonna win. So I want Texas. I'm getting Texas. Texas is going to win. <laughs> okay. And I want Alabama in the national championship game. I want I want a rematch of this game from earlier this year, but I want retribution. The last time we played each other, the last time we played in the national championship, we lost to Alabama. And our quarterback, Colt McCoy, got hurt. So there was always like, well, we would have won if our quarterback hadn't gotten hurt. So it's like, I want retribution. And we lost to Nick Saban. So it's like, I want Nick Saban again. And I want to get our championship that we we should have won back then in 2010. I'd rather Texas win than Alabama. I just I do not like Alabama, and I want them to lose so bad. So if they even lost to Texas, I'd be totally cool with I'm that. Getting, I'm I'm a homer, and but I, I've got my own reasons. We're Texas is going to win. We're going to win the national championship. As long as Alabama loses, I'm totally cool. Oh, we're going to win against Alabama. It, <laughs> okay. I don't I don't want them to beat anybody else but Alabama. So. Okay, that's college football drama. Yeah. Let's uh let's talk about <clears throat> local sports. We're here in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. Um it's been a good time to be a Dallas sports fan, right? Any North Texas sports fan, honestly. I mean, let's talk about the biggest the biggest win we've had. Obviously, the Texas Rangers won the World Series. They won the World Series. They went 11 and 0 on the road in the playoffs. Nobody has ever done that. We won in on the road. We won the damn thing on the road. Like we were, it was an away game. I know. I mean, that it's so cool because it's the first championship. The first one for any team is always the greatest, you know. And we've had a couple of heartaches, you know, 2010, 2011. And uh, we got here, we won, and it was so amazing. And it just happened like five, six weeks ago. So it's still very fresh. And we're like, yeah, you know. Get your, uh, you got you got Christmas presents lined up for all your Rangers fans. It's easy. Here's a here's a World Championship shirt, World Championship hat. Merry Christmas. We already got T-shirts, and Harrison got a hat. But yeah, I'm uh, you know, you always hold on to that one. You can't take that one. You can't take the first one away from us. So it's a great time to be a Rangers fan. You know, the uh, we have plenty of upside, and. Uh, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for us as a Rangers fan. Lifelong Rangers fan, by the way. I'm not a bandwagoner. I was 
I was always on board. I'm not a big baseball person, but I enjoyed going to to Rangers games. I I normally, I mean, I I I guess they're my 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 team because that's the games I go to. But baseball is just not my favorite sport. Well, ba- I think I ended up being a baseball fan because it was always more economical growing up. You know, because there's so many, because there's 180 games and there's or 160 or whatever, and there's 80 home games. It's always a little cheaper to go to a game, and uh, everything's always been just a little cheaper. Mm-hmm. So growing up, when you got three kids, it was always cheaper to take us to the Ranger game than it would have been to take us to a Mavs game or a Cowboys game. So I think that's how I ended up being a Rangers fan. That's we went to more of those games. I didn't go to a Mavs fan a Mavs game until I was middle school, and then I didn't go to a Cowboys game until I was in college. So, have you heard the latest? The the biggest baseball news story that just came out. The Otani. Otani. How do you say his last night? Well, his first or, name is Otani. Sho- Shohei. Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani was just giving given. Excuse me. The biggest deal in sports history, not just baseball history, all of sports history since the beginning of time. And that's been a long time. Yes, he just signed. So he signed with the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. He just signed a 10-year contract where he will make $70 million a year over 10 years. So he just signed, essentially, a $700 million contract. I guaranteed. Guaranteed. That's the, that's the thing you understand. In baseball, it's all guaranteed. So let's say he plays a season. And then, like, gets hurt or something. And Doc's like, nope, you cannot play baseball anymore. You'll lose your arm or something like that. He still gets the remaining nine seasons worth of money. Yes. He literally was just given. He has a guaranteed $700 million. So a little a little tidbit if you're not a big baseball fan. So this or this guy here is an amazing pitcher and an even better hitter. Yeah, he can do both. He can do both, which hasn't happened. Like, Babe Ruth, I think, was the last one that really could do it on a high level, mm-hmm. both. He got hurt, you know, towards the end of this season, and he's not going to pitch until 2025. He's not even he's not even making that money to do both jobs. All he's getting paid for is to hit right now. So you have at least a year before he gets to pitch. And, he, and you know, when, when pitchers have injuries like that, the rehab is a year, year and a half. And sometimes they never come back from it. They're never as good of a pitcher. So you're you're giving him all that as a hitter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's a designated hitter, right? He doesn't have a position. He's not a field player. He's not a first baseman or a second baseman. No, he can play field, but that's not his position. He's a, he's but a he des- can play he can play all the, the positions. Right, but except I'm maybe say- catcher. I don't know if he does that. But I'm just saying, like, you're really just hiring him for his bat and hopefully the his pitching. But so, um, as a Rangers fan, kind of making a Ranger analogy here, we signed Alex Rodriguez to then the biggest contract ever. 10 years, $250 million. So, $25 million a year. That that was, at the time, the biggest deal anybody had ever had in baseball. And about four years into it, maybe five years into it, it was over. The marriage was over. Like, we got rid of him. We sent him to the Yankees. We were still paying for him. We were still, we had dead money on the books for years just to get rid of him. We didn't want him anymore. He didn't want to be here. We made a trade. We got some players out of it and some some prospects, but we still got, we were on the hook for the money. 
So the thing you have to understand is that if this doesn't work and he gets shipped somewhere else four or five years down the road, I, that money is still getting paid by the Dodgers. <laughs> you Just, still have to pay that money. <laughs> it's a lot of money. It is. Just to give you some perspective on like how much money this is compared to other sports contracts, um, I think the next biggest deal was for Lionel Messi, the soccer mm -hmm. player. Um, he made a deal with FC Barcelona back in like from 2017 to 2021. And his deal was for $674 million. God. And if, if it, like, maybe if you don't watch, you know, uh, soccer or that kind of football, um, if we want to talk about like North American teams, I mean, obviously I think everyone knows Patrick Mahomes from the chiefs. His, he has a 10 year, uh, contract um as the quarterback he got an extension and his is 450 million dollars yeah and but, for for patrick mahomes so that kind of oh my gosh baseball has got no cap <laughs> well baseball has baseball has no salary cap and nine times out of ten their contracts are guaranteed there's there's not as many provisions in baseball as there are in other sports that's why the yankees sometimes always win or the Dodgers because it's all about who wants to outspend who's willing to spend the money. Where does all this money come from? I mean, teams like the Dodgers and the Red Sox and the Yankees and even the Cubs, those are teams that have been around. I mean, they're some of the oldest teams in, in baseball. So they just have so much money just from their fan base and from their brand. The Dodgers are international. I mean, you, Anybody right now, especially with Otani, is international because this guy's, you know, a Japanese player. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they, they look at it from that standpoint as like, hey, he's just he's just increased our value. He is an investment on our brand. We're already a big brand to begin with. But now our globally, we're an even bigger brand, you know, kind of like the Yankees and all that and Red Sox too, Cubs. So he wouldn't have gone to like a small market team. He, I mean, he went to L.A., that's like the second biggest media market in America next to New York. Mm -hmm. So he, I mean, he wasn't going to like, you know, Tampa. He wasn't going to some small market team. That's just, uh, I, I, that's just still so much money in my head. And like, I don't know who owns the Dodgers, but I'm assuming whoever owns it has even more money than that. And that mm -hmm. just blows my freaking mind. Oh yeah. All these one percenters over here. So, moving on from baseball, we're in the middle of football season. I mean, like, football season is, like, at its peak right now, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're to that point where you're, like, got playoff hunts, and, you know, we're only a, about a month away from the season, the, the regular season winding down, the postseason starting. So, in Dallas, the Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, have a they've had a great year. Uh, Dak Prescott, our quarterback, is, uh, is doing, like, MVP caliber numbers. We're nine and three as of the recording today. Mm -hmm. So the Cowboys do ha haven't played this week's game yet. So they're nine and three. They're second in their division, and they're playing the number one team in the division next game. So again, prior, you know, before this, before the game. So everything's rolling for the Cowboys. It's a good time to be a Cowboys fan. It's always a good time to be a Cowboys fan this time of year in the regular season. Mm -hmm. I'm always, I always get scared in the postseason. I'm usually pretty right in the postseason. <laughs> so, I mean, 
Are you are you cow? Do you do you get into the cowboy games? I mean, I'll I'll watch them. Like I said, I'm more of a college football girl, but football also is not my favorite sport either. Um, so I kind of just watch it because everyone else will watch it, especially when you get towards the end of the season and if your team is doing well, like the Cowboys, I think it's more fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's typically, I, I I would say the Cowboys are my team, and you know, when's the last time they won? A championship, 90... 95. 95? Okay. So I was three years old the last time they won. Maybe two. Maybe I hadn't even turned three yet. <laughs> Depending on... No, I would have been two, but I was in my third year. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... it's. <laughs> so the problem... I, I mean, I, I'm a Cowboys fan. I was raised a Cowboys fan. The only problem is that we peaked when I was Andrew's age. Andrew's 10. We peaked when he was 10. When I was 10. I've lived... Third, a whole other life. I'm 32 or 42. 42. I've lived 32 years. <laughs> I've lived 32 years of heartbreak. <laughs> so, you know, as a fan, you're just like, oh, are we going to get there? Like, is it going to happen again? Are we turning into one of those teams? Apparently, we are because it's been 32 years. But yeah, but no, it's it's a great time to be a Cowboys fan because we're winning and it looks good. And you know, hopefully, we'll do something this year. Yeah. Um, I'll watch it on TV, but I can't afford to go to the games. But again, I'm not that big a fan. So moving on again, another great Dallas team, Dallas Mavericks basketball. We're 13 and eight as of this recording and we're third in the conference. So we're doing pretty good. We're, you know, basketball is a very long season. It started at the end of October. So we're still very early on into the season, but we just had a blowout the other night. We beat somebody by 50 points, which doesn't... So, funny enough, the game he is referencing is, uh, as of this recording, the most recent game the Mavs played was against uh, the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. And I went to that game. Oh, you were at that I game. I was at that game because, long story short, I got free tickets. So, I went with my husband and two of our friends. And basketball is also not my favorite sport. But I think it's 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 fun to watch. I enjoyed the game. Again, I went for free, not complaining. I had a great time. And I went into this game knowing that Utah Jazz was bad. Because if I look at your rankings and I see that you have lost more games than you've won, you're not doing so hot, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, okay, obviously Utah's not that great a team. I was not prepared, Sergio, mentally, for us to win by the amount that we did. And what's even more crazy is that Luca, Luca Doncic had a great night. Great night. Kyrie, what's his name? Irving. Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. Irving had a great night. And I want to say when we came back after halftime, we were in the third quarter. My husband did the math and he said, even if only Luca and only Kyrie scored this entire game. We'd still be beating the Utah Jazz by three points. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, that was kind of a that was a sorry Utah. But, so Luca got a triple double before halftime. If you know if you don't know what a triple double is, that means that you got double points, so ten or more, in scoring, assists, and rebounds. He had a triple-double at halftime. Yeah, didn't he make history or something yes. like that? He had a triple-double at halftime, and most people don't get a triple-double in a whole game. And he pretty much didn't do anything the rest of the game. If you look at the stats, 
he pretty much went off in the first half and he played a little bit in the third quarter. I don't think he played any in the fourth, but statistically he didn't do anything much after the first half. You know, they pulled him early because I mean, yeah, you don't want him to get hurt. You don't, no, you don't want we, your franchise player to get hurt or anything, but we were going to win. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're just rolling through, you know, basketballs, you know, we've had a good team the last couple of seasons. We've been competitive. So basketball is really good. I saved the best for last for you because I know you're a hockey fan. Mm-hmm. The Dallas Stars are a hockey team. They are 15, 8, and 3, which ties are common in uh, hockey. They're second in the conference as of this recording. We're only one point behind the Avalanche. Which is the number one seed. Mm-hmm. So the Dallas Stars have been competitive the last couple of years. Yes, They've I would say really the last few years, even since COVID. We haven't won a championship. We've mm-hmm. only won one ever in 99, but we've been really competitive the last few years. And didn't we go to the finals? Yeah. Like last year or two years ago? Yeah, it was 2021? Yeah, we went to the finals. Yes, we were. We I remember because um, they were up playing in the bubble in mm-hmm. Canada. And so... What they did here was they would sell tickets. So I went to the American Airlines Center, which is like their home stadium. And the team wasn't there, but they showed the game on the Jumbotron mm-hmm. because because of COVID, they couldn't they couldn't have the players there. So that was kind of an experience. We did not win that year, which is fine because no one got to like see the, the winners. Um, but I mean, it was it was fine. What what? always irks me is that we have been doing so well the past few years because I think our our team has invested in younger players Mm -hmm. which I think is one of the most important factors when it comes to a sport like hockey because think about what you're doing in hockey you're not just skating you're like speed skating even speed skating is I think easier because with speed skating you're just constantly going and you don't have pads and you don't have the you're not weighted down hockey players you know, they're skating and then they have to stop quick, turn around and then like and then they have to run, run back in, up and they have to run into each other. They run into each other. They're running into the boards. Right. And so that's why when hockey, that's why they're always turning over during the game, because a hockey player can only play maybe two or three minutes max mm-hmm. at a time before they switch out the players, because you will pass out from all the cardio that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And not only that. But you're trying to maneuver this little, little puck with a stick and you're shooting that thing at 90, 100 miles per hour in this net. So, like, it's, there's a lot going on and it takes a lot of skill to play a sport like hockey. And I think having younger players is so important because I think they have better stamina. Not that the older players don't have stamina. I'm not trying to, 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 to what is it, age discriminate. <laughs> But there's a reason there's not super old hockey players. Like there are some old players in in football. Like who, what what was his name? Brett Favre. I thought he would never retire. Yeah, some of the, I mean some of these guys will go into their late yeah thirties. Because 40s. depending on your position, you're not getting beat up a lot. You're not getting tackled, especially if you're like a kicker. Oh my god, you could play professional yeah, football guys, forever. Into their late forties. But hockey is is a little bit different, I think. Well, and the other thing I want to point out about hockey is that these guys absolutely play for the love of the game. Mm-hmm. Out of the four major North American sports, they are the lowest paid players. And they probably put their body through more crap than even football. So take that into consideration. These guys love what they do. 
and they make, you know, they make a couple million. Professionals make a couple million a year, but they're making like three to five million a year. They're not making. The good players make 10 to 12. Yeah, but a good player in the NFL is making 25. A good player in baseball is making 70. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Good player in basketball is making 30 something. So that tells you like the, 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 the scale. These hockey players are, like I said, they're brutal and they play because they love the game. Most of them aren't even from here. No, no. It's a lot of foreign guys. Uh, I, I, The majority of the NHL is made up of, of players from around the world. Like hockey is not, a, a, I would say, the main American sport. It wasn't created here. So no. and I think that's part of the reason it has the least amount of money is because it, it's more popular in other countries. But I think the NHL still provides the most money to these players. And that's why they come over mm-hmm. here. But it's still not as much as, like, let's say the NFL. Right. But the NFL is a sport that I think was invented here. Yeah, and Yes. And everyone, it's very, it's very American. And we have those American money dollars. And that's like, you know, that's why it, it's so popular. That it's, it's here. And so they put money into it versus mm-hmm. a sport that came from somewhere else. Players that come from somewhere else. Unless you're, you know, the MLB and you get no cap and can afford a seven hundred million dollar contract, but we won't, we won't talk about that anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, so again, this is a, it's a good time to be a sports fan, especially if you're from this area, North Texas, Dallas area, you know, uh, obviously the four major sports, and then college, because like half of college, half of the people in Texas are Texas fans, and the other half are A and M fans. So for half of us, it's a great time, you know, for the other half mm-hmm. next year, mm-hmm. wait till next year. Mm-hmm. You and I are going to have some words next year. Next, next year, we're going to be in the same conference. We get to play each other again. Ooh, you, I'm so, I'm, so I'm going to that game. Are you going to go to that game? Oh my God. I'm going to have to rob a bank to go to that game. But yes, <laughs> I want to go. I'm so, I've never been to Caulfield. Oh, that would be the one to go to, right? Oh, yeah. That would be the one to go to. Mm-hmm. My my first Kyle Field experience should be. And M literally disses Texas in their fight song. Yes, and Texas doesn't care. Texas doesn't even put them in the fight song. <laughs> that's how bad we. That's how much we irk A and M. Is we're in their hundred year old fight song. Well, because they used to play each other. I know, but that's just a like little brother can't let us go. <sighs> no sports. Good time to be in sports. Yeah. All right, guys. I think that's going to wrap up sports talk. It's fun. We hadn't done one of these. Give me a high five. We hadn't done one of these in a while. Man, I forget how much knowledge we have of sports sometimes. And I'm not even that knowledgeable, but I think I held my own pretty good. I did some research and I looked up some stuff. I know. I was kind of shocked, actually. Especially the sports I don't really care about, but, (laughs) you know. Well, that's going to wrap us up. Episode 101 wrapped Mm up. Let's, uh, Kick a shout out to Wave Space Audio mm-hmm. for the music. Young Ideas Dish for all of your Dish and Google product needs. Thanks, guys. That's going to wrap us up, guys. On behalf of myself and Miss Caitlin, hey. we will holler at you guys next time. Bye. Laters. <laughs>